So welcome to Talking Dairy City, everywhere we go. We're in episode nine now, believe it or not, Keith. Uh, how do we reach this point? God only knows, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for that solicitor's letter or something. It's all going to happen, but boxing, I hold them up, we're getting away with uh, so far, so good. Well, um, on, on this week's episode, there's a, a lot to get through because big goings on at the Brandy. Uh, we had a, a game, a metal game at Oriel Park. Uh, wasn't the best result, but uh, lots to get through in terms of that. This podcast is out on Wednesday, and we're expecting official confirmation that Paddy McLaughlin, who spent four successful seasons as manager at Cliftonville, will become Murray Higgins, number two at Brandywell, eminently. Uh, at the time of recording, Kev, there was a bit of red tape holding up the announcement, but as far as we know, it's a simple formality, and Paddy is expected to be in the dugout at Turner's Cross for Derry's league clash against Cork City on Friday night. Also, hear from former Derry City midfielder Joe Thompson, who joins us, um, tells us what it feels like they won an Irish league title. Uh, and he gets ready enough to, to give some cup on Friday night and get a, a guard of honour kit from Longfield and Lumber Park would be nice. So a lot to get through. He'll be he, he and Lard will be absolutely buzzing with that. I think David <laughs> Healy and his squad will be like going, remember this boys, remember this for next year. Uh, well it was a it was brilliant they to get chatting there. Joe Joe's got a, a real he was a fan's favourite, wasn't he, when he was at Derry? And he, he's a real fondness for the city. And as as you'll be hearing from the interview, like it was great to catch up with him, wasn't it? It was. And, uh, you know, he, he's made a big big deal at the, the Lymphy, or the Blair, and he's come in and done his stuff. He's got a few goals. He's he's played every minute, uh, as he talks about, too, having been off in the off-season and then bang straight at it, starting pre-season as such a game for him and, and then getting ready to go. But, been a big part and I think Tiernan Lynch would, would say the same that he's been a big player in their side throughout the, the campaign and now title winner Joe. Uh, made a big impact like you know and, and he's been had a crazy six months I think he says here in the interview three as well here like you know it's uh three three of the most stressful things is is having a baby moving house and having a new job and he done all three but we'll we'll hear from Joe now and, and uh we'll, we'll hear how they say about one in the Irish League. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's uh, great to see you, great to hear from you. You know, obviously, it's been a very eventful week for yourself. Uh, still sort of basking in the glory of winning the, the league title with Lauren. How's, how's things been? Congratulations. Uh, no, thanks a lot for having us on. Um, uh, it's been good. Obviously, that's when I signed in January. That was the reason um, why, I, why I came here, was to hopefully try and win the league and um Help obviously Lauren win their first ever major trophy. So um obviously believed that I could help the team um make the difference and go over the line and thankfully um we've done it with a couple of games this well. Yeah, it's been an incredible sort of six months for you, hasn't it? Like you know, from winning the FAA Cup with the City and then, you know, going on and winning the, the, the Irish League. You know, it's it's been incredible for you, like, you know, from a yeah, personal um, and professional side of things. I will uh, you know, when we won the the FAI Cup, it kind of changed my mindset. Um, I just wanted to kind of then go and kick on and win more trophies. Um, obviously, as much as it was a great day um, for everyone, you obviously, a personal point of view, you had, you had that kind of wee bit that you'd wish you'd played more. Um, obviously, we played, what, I don't know if it was like 15 minutes or something at the end. So, um, but no, it's been obviously good for me to then, I don't know if you say five, six months later, to go and then win a 
um, my first league trophy, and um, I've played kind of a major part in it since since January. You were you were kind of reluctant to leave Derry City. Obviously, it wasn't you know um, you weren't guaranteed the, the the game time when you spoke to Rory at the, at the time. So it was you were kind of reluctant to leave. You were happy at the brand well, but has this one of the, the league titles sort of made everything worthwhile? Obviously, you've gone up to a, a really good group there with Lauren as well too. Has it has it made it worthwhile? Has it made it more satisfying? Um, hi, I suppose so. It was as I said, like, it was really hard. Um, you know, I, I love, I loved playing um, for Derry. I loved, you know, the the fans were really good to me, and obviously we had such a good group of lads. Um, loved staying in the in the city as well. So there was a lot to kind of to kind of weigh up, um, and then obviously had a couple of options um, in this league. So obviously went and kind of spoke to a couple of the clubs and. And obviously made my mind up to that I thought maybe Lauren was the best option out of the the teams for me and um kinda as you said, we've we've won the league, so it kinda um it kinda justifies your decision a bit, I suppose, and I've played every game since I've been here, so um don't know how I've done that because I had two months off and then before my first game I'd only trained once. Um so I don't know how I've managed to keep fit um in a hundred three, but no Obviously, it's been enjoyable. You know, football is the best place in the world when you're you're winning games, and it's the worst place in the world when you're losing. So, um, so far it's been it's been pretty plain sailing. So, um, no, I can't complain. I know, Joe. You were talking about you know you had a few options. Obviously, Lauren has been a big seller for for a lot of clubs. You know, how how did they sort of sell? You know, obviously they're sitting top of the league, but you know they they have a real. Big project and on at Lauren, it's not just about the first team as such, like? No, it's obviously been up and um, kind of met the, the chairman, Kenny, um, the manager, and then the, the boy that had the equipment that was kind of dealing with um, signing me. Um, that was, I think it was, a, it was maybe the week after the cup final, so I was kind of blown away. Um, you didn't really know what to expect. I, I, I knew nothing about the league, um, didn't know really much about. Lauren itself, apart from I'd got the boat there a couple of times when I was coming over. Um but I was yeah, I was I was kinda of blown away by their vision for the club, um how much faith they had in, in the way they were talking and me, um, believed that I could make a make a big difference and kinda of getting them over the line with that um first league title. Um and then the training ground itself is is um for like this level it's it's unbelievable, you know. Um so yeah, and just and another part was the you know they they said to me, um, and I'm sure they said it to a couple of the other lads that they'd signed in January that you can go and become a, a legend, a hero, um, and it might sound silly, but like just how much it meant to people that you would be able to like give Lan and help Lan um, win their first trophy. So that for me was was exciting. You know, I'm somebody that wants to try and make a difference, and that was something like that. There was a big factor. I wanted to be part of that team. Um, that was the first one in Lance history to to win a major trophy. Well, it's pretty similar to we just you're talking about Lauren, the one sort of team in the, in the city and the town. Similar to we Derry, it sort of has that sort of same way where everybody, as you say, the whole place is back in the the club. Yeah, it's probably on a slightly smaller scale to Derry. I mean, just obviously Lance a lot smaller, but I mean. Like since I've been there, you know, you've heard people talking about the people at Lan. It's um, they've maybe not had a lot in, their, in recent years to kind of cheer about and be happy about. So, you know, for us as a group of players to to have achieved this um, does really seem to have 
you know, obviously changed people's life, but giving them something to be happy about and, and really kind of lifted them in the place. So, you know, as it's just footballers, you know, you've seen it in the FAI Cup. We're in such a privileged position um, where if we're doing well and we're, we're successful and playing good football, you know, it can it can, it can can make people, like, so much happier in their life. And, and it, as I said, it's just such a privileged position that we're in. And, um, you know, you have, to, you have to be grateful every day that you're in that position. And I see too, you, you know, you've played obviously now in both leagues and you've come up against different standards. I suppose Chris Shields, you, you knew anyway before you went up there and, uh, yep. and obviously Shields a big player for another. But how have you found a sort of difference in the standards? I'd say definitely. I mean, I think my first game I nearly got a broken rub. So um, <laughs> it's definitely a lot more physical. Um, I see some of the away games are really hard places to go. Um, just sometimes the, the standard of the pitch, you know, is maybe not the best, but no, that's not saying all of them is because it's not. It's just, I mean, there's a couple of really tricky places that like we went down to Newry. And honestly, I would never walk my dog in the pitch. It was that bad. Um, it was, we drew now now. I mean, I don't know how we didn't score in the day, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like going down to Shamrock Rovers. You couldn't, you couldn't get the ball down and pass it through the line. So you need to try and work on different ways of winning the game. Um, but no, there is, like, I think, similar to when I came to Derry, I think the league seems to be progressing, um, going in the right way. Um, you know, I've got a good few other teams like to try and play football. You've got Cliftonville that try and play. Linfield tried to play as well. Um, Glentorne as well when we played them last week. So, no, I think the league's similar um, to, to down in the south. I think it's going in the right direction. Um, and it seems to only be getting better. So, it's ah, it's, it's been good to be a part of and um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. It's, sort of, it's interesting you sort of touched on the similarities between... Derry and Larne, Larne first provincial club they won the, the Gibson Cups in I think 20, 20 odd years or something like that since it's left Belfast you know so it's it's some, similar in terms of the project as well like Kenny Bruce has come on there's the, like again you get the similarities with him and Philip O'Doherty as two local men trying to leave their own legacy at the club and yeah. the, with the community like there's there is a lot of similarities there too and in terms of a project and a long-term project of winning the league title is, is it something you, you see yourself uh, being a part of both of those clubs that the, the similarities in, in terms of that? I definitely there is a lot of similarities um, you know both clubs are really really ambitious they want to go and dominate the leagues um, for years to come um, they want to be winning all the trophies, they want to be going into Europe and getting group stages and being successful. So, no, it definitely is. And um, I think for both clubs, I mean, the, like what they can achieve is the, the sky's the limit. You know, um, I think it's they've both got great infrastructures and people that care about the club. I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, you sometimes see at the top level, you've got people that maybe own the club and stuff, maybe for the wrong reasons. But I think in both of these clubs, you know, you've got two men that, that love the club and are first and foremost are supporters so they only want the best of the club. So you can you've proven that you can win a, a league title and a four G pitch on Darkav as well and uh, there's a chance for Derry there. No definitely <laughs> to be fair I I'm kinda of complaining we train on our pitch every day so you're used to it. It's actually it's, it's not too bad. You know, we, we like to play football and obviously it helps when it rains a bit. So um but listen no there's been no complaints like I think our home record's been good. I've not been beaten in the league since I've been there. Um, so, look, I, I'm not one that likes to make excuses, you know. I, um, and whenever you get out onto the pitch, you know, there's, it's the same for both teams, yes. Obviously, if you look at it in Derry's case, they're probably going to want to play 
football more than the team that they're playing against. Um, but listen, you've, sometimes you've just got to suck it up and get on with it, and you know what you're you're going into. So you just need to try and make the best of if it is a bad situation. Yeah, that's true. But, but it is a contentious issue, the man. So having had that experience of playing on it too, because it's I think we at the Dundalk match we were there um, on on Sunday. And Stevie O'Donnell, the Dundalk manager, was saying about how the 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 correlation between the injuries that Dundalk are suffering and Derry are suffering too. That, that does it have a big impact as a player? You know, we, we you know you've, you've done your ACL uh, as well too in the past. You know, does it have a big impact on but, injuries? I mean, I, I know people do struggle on it personally. I done my ACL on grass and then did my full rehab on Astro, so right. I, I can't complain. Um, would I rather play in a grass, a good grass pitch every week and train on it? Yes, absolutely. But sometimes I think the problem with the, the Astros is clubs do it because they want to make money from maybe renting it out and stuff. I mean, these Astros would be better if it was, if you say, just Derry playing on it or just Larn playing on it. But the thing is, they're obviously at this level, you need to make money. So they're renting out to other teams and clubs and youth ages to play on it. So it's... It's gradually just getting worse quicker because there's more people playing on it. It's getting used more, so I think sometimes maybe that can be the problem. But obviously, at this level, you understand. You know, clubs need to make money. But if it was just maybe the one team playing on it and they were only training on it four times a week and playing a game every second week on it, it would it would be a lot better. But it's obviously the surface is getting worse quicker because it's getting used maybe four or five times a day. And you were talking there about surfaces and urine stuff. Having played in both you now summer and winter league, uh, something tells me you may be more of a summer man league. Would I be right in saying? <laughs> no, to be fair, like it was actually quite good to have Christmas off with your family and stuff. I'd never had it before um, coming to Derry, so it was actually something I quite enjoyed. And obviously, last last year, probably still starting to get used to it. So don't get me wrong. I'm, I mean, I've only been here four months, but um, and then I'm going to be getting another an another month off, five weeks off. So I can't complain for the holidays point of view. <laughs> Uh, that's falling a good time for you, are you Rick? But I'm sure Francesca and the, and the Wayne's are glad they see see you at home. I was like, are you, you, you've actually relocated to you, haven't you? Up, up, Aye, it was good. Time. It was actually it was good timing. You know, I just moved up and then the the new road opened, so that was that was good. I think it opened about three days later. So. <laughs> um, hi, it was good timing for me. But no, listen, it's it's a big change for us all. You know, everybody says the three most stressful things are changing job, moving house and having a new baby. So we've done all three of them in the last couple of months. So it's been stressful. But um, no, to be honest, like see living in Derry, like already we both miss it. Um, probably could see us like living in Derry um, again. We just, we absolutely loved it. So it, was, it just made sense just now, like Francesca going to do a degree and stuff in Belfast. So it probably wouldn't have worked living there with both of us, what me up and Lauren and Chesky and Belfast, so like it probably wouldn't have worked. Like we having three kids in nursery or school if something went wrong. Um, none of us been close by. So, but no, like once she's finished, I um, you know, I, I didn't mind the travelling, especially the new road opening. Um, I could possibly see us living there again because we did. We absolutely loved it, and I'm sure you know Simon. We having about ten wins. You, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good place for your kids to grow up. You know, um, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was good, although I did struggle to start being moving away. It kind of, it's the last year it kind of did feel like home. We'll oh, see you back, yeah. obviously, at the brand of it. You know, you've got a wee bit of time up when the season comes to a close. I, know, I was actually going to go to the game yesterday. Um, I just couldn't manage it. it was, I was going to take the wee man. He used to love going to Brandwell. Um, you know, he still runs about and he's 30 
gear. I had to stop. The, I had to stop them wearing these straps. They had eight and dad on the back, so I didn't want people thinking it was Patches <laughs> Wayne running about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to stop him wearing the back, but he still cuts about in like his steady hat and stuff like that. So um, no, he he used to love it. Um, going, he used to always ask to go to the games and stuff. So I will. I'll need to bring him. Um, I'll need to bring him back up to a game because he did. He did really love it. And as a case too, is same as saying now you've got the, the sort of break coming up. Well, you know, a couple of league games. I'm not saying you're just going to watch them off, but you know, with that break coming up. A big one coming up too. Ah, uh, exactly. Is it a case saying of just trying to get yourself going again? And, and then it's just the season just starts so quickly now because of obviously Champions League qualifiers, all that type of stuff. They're not really much time off. Like, I think, to be fair, I think because we've only got the two games left, I think. I'm not sure how it works. I know there's like European playoffs and stuff after the cup final here, so obviously we'll not be involved in them. So I think hopefully we'll get four or five weeks off, which will be good. Um, I think probably more than most I'll need it because I came in and I, I was literally starting for zero. I'd obviously been off for two months and I had torn my calf in the off-season trying to do running. So um, I've kind of played through the pain barrier, not just physically, but like even mentally. Like I was playing through injuries and... Just to try and help the team get over the line, because I knew I wasn't probably at my physical peak condition where I would like to be. So I think for me, just getting the break and then having that time to get a proper full pre-season. Because even last year at Derry, I had the same injury, tore my calf and went into the first league game against Dundalk. And I'd only trained about a week and a half, two weeks. So I think for me, it would be really important to kind of get refreshed and then obviously have a good um, full pre-season and then... We're obviously going into Europe and we can hopefully attack that and get some some positive results and, and make the group stage because that's obviously the aim for us now. Have you sort of seen much uh, of Derry in the League of Ireland since you, you made the move up? I've obviously kept a lot of the uh, kept up to date with a lot of the games. Um, we've played a lot of Fridays, so yeah. it's been hard. Um, but I've, I've seen a couple of the games. Obviously, the the Bows game the other night. I caught the last half hour, forty minutes. Um, so seeing that I was just couldn't score at the end. Um, I think they had all the pressure, which was similar to a couple of games that we had last year. Um, but no, look, I think I think the last couple of weeks have been been hard, um, or not hard, but maybe not the results that they'd want. But I think they seem to be getting the performances. So hopefully they can just get the performances that have, uh, sorry, the results that have matched the performances because I think by far they've got the the best squad in the league, and I don't think there's really any doubt with that. I just think again. Some at the start of last season have been so unfortunate with injuries to key players. From your point of view, going up the line, both managers would be similar ethos of get the ball down and play. Like from from Rory up to Tiernan, both sides want to get the ball down and play, as I say. Yeah, I think I'd been interviewed a couple of weeks ago off someday. Um, I think it was maybe one of the Belfast uh, journalists or something. I needed to ask something similar about, um, about that. And I think as a footballer, you know, I'm, first and foremost, I'm a football fan. I don't want it. There's two things that I want to, when I'm a football fan, turn up and see. And that's, first and foremost, I want to see a team that wants to give everything and leave everything on the pitch. And I want to see good football because I don't want to turn up and see a team going back to front. Like, I wouldn't want to pay to watch that. So I think it's so important. Like, I know teams do it and they're successful with it. Like, that's not me sliding it off. But just me as a, a person, um, I like to see teams that obviously, first and foremost, work hard. And, Want to play football in the right way, and that was a big, big thing signing here as well. Because I was speaking to the manager on the way he wanted to play, and um, it kind of matched my ambitions and um, and matched the way I wanted to, or the way I seen football as well. 
Sorry, Joe, there's a boy who cut my grass, if you can hear him in the background, that's what the noise that's is. Right. <laughs> I tell you how much money he's got, Joe, he grass. That's best, man. Uh, he's got shares in Derry City, so... Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, no, what, what, just having... You, you said you've, you've watched some pieces a day, and the, the new signings coming on, too. Uh, the uh, lack of goals has been the problem, too, and, and from from midfield, like, obviously, mustn't have Joe the goal. You know, right from like <laughs> those runs from midfield, you know, late under the box and stuff like that. But you know, is there anybody there that you see that of of that up that can can affect games at that part of the pitch for there? You know, out of the new signings and maybe guys that that you know that were already there that can be more effective in that final third and, and maybe contribute to the goals tally like a bit. I think that's been lagging a bit for recent games. I just think it's been maybe a bit stop start for Rudy's obviously like. I think he's had it, found it hard because he's had so many injuries. Um, he's maybe not been in a position to pick the same the same team, maybe a couple or two or three games in a row, which sometimes it takes. Like I, I look at it from my point of view. I think me and Jamie developed a really good understanding when I used to play off of him, but that didn't that didn't happen after one or two games. You know, it happens after three or four, and you just kind of start to get each other's movement. So I think sometimes that's part of the problem. You know, you've had Fats in and out. You've obviously got Mickey just coming back who's probably what the best player in the league, isn't he? So um I think it's just been difficult in that sense and um where he's not been able to maybe pick his strongest team and, and pick probably the even the team like that he can go and say, right, lads, you've done brilliant this week, can you go and do the same again? Because he's had so many injuries. There's obviously two I think settling on their new club too, like it's good they have a that wee bit of a Scottish contingent up there and Lauren, has that helped? I know you say it's just like it's you know, your next stop from Lauren to Scotland anyway, isn't it? So it's but it's been it's been good to have that sort of the the guys up there, Andy Ryan, who's been fantastic for you as well too, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I played with him before previously at Dunfermline, so um I knew him from from before. Um apart from that I didn't know anyone. Um obviously Mihal went at the same time as me, so I knew him at the time and then obviously Andy signed a couple of weeks after I did. So no, it's good um but it was a fresh start and you kind of get used to it. And obviously, you know, the Scottish lads kind of have the same banter and stuff. So, um, no, it's been fortunate to kind of have those lads. And But to be fair, all the lads have been brilliant with me since I signed. Can't complain. Um, and they've all been um, been really welcoming and helped us out with them. Uh, helped us out really well. And Friday night then, uh, it could be, a, shall we say, a wee bit of a party and, and Longfield probably have to do a yard on or two. <laughs> Ah, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, I mean, it would be a decent thing to do, you know, if they'd won the league, we'd probably grudgingly have to do it for them. So, um, no, look, it's, it's going to be a good good night. I think um, the chairman's already been um, keen to make sure everybody enjoys the night, um, has their families there. Um, you know, he's got a, a, a room for everyone for, to watch a game and I think he's organising for people's kids, so... Uh, stuff to be done maybe before the game so no it'll be a really good night um, I think we've worked in football the hardest thing to do is, is to win things so I think when, when you do you've got to enjoy it and obviously um, the club have made sure that everybody's families are more than welcome to come and um, you know you can enjoy it with those people that have you know because it does take a lot in your families as well football um, it's not all just what people see and they sacrifice so much as well so it'll be nice for everyone to share it with the, those moments with their family as well and have you found a uh, equivalent of the Blackbird up around there yet? You know, I know the FBI <laughs> Cup celebrations were good, so can you get similar up around there? No, I've heard that there's a, a Thursday goat in Belfast, though, so I'll need to, I'll need to give, <laughs> give that a try. I've no, 
Um, I've not had a chance yet to to do that, but no, I am a couple of lads. Well, it was actually Michal that told me. So no surprise, he knows. But um, no, I think we'll need to go up there um, and eat and um, enjoy ourselves. A lot they look forward to, though. You know the Champions League music at Inver Park. Um, you know it's it's gonna it's it's even our two years left up there as well too. So a lot more success on the horizon, you would think. Yeah, I think people laughed at Kenny a few years ago when he said that. Um, I think people kept bringing the clips up when he said they wanted to bring Champions League music to Inver Park. Mm. So, um, he, you know, meeting Kenny, he loves the club so much. He would honestly, he's one of the nicest men I've ever met. He would do anything for you. Um, so it's people like that that you're. You're so glad that the success he's came for because he's given so much to this club, so much of his own money as well. Um, so I think, you know, it's, as I said, it's for people at him that not you do it for because you do it for, for yourself as well and pride, but you're so happy just to give a bit back and be a small part of the success the success for people like that. So no, um, as you said, a lot to look forward to and I didn't just sign here to win one trophy and be happy with that. I wanted to, to come and um, compete on all fronts Um for you, for the two and a half years that I signed anyway. Well, hopefully, Derek can sort of replicate that uh, success as well. To you know, they're, they're they're doing everything they can. Their priority, they bring that league title back to Derry uh, and the people of Derry as well. To you, sort of been starved of that success. Obviously, we had a couple, a couple of cups, but um, do you, do you feel that that that's on the often for Derry? Like doing, uh, you know, having part of it all, like you know. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I think that was the hardest one is the first one. So obviously we got that last year in the, the the cup, winning that. So hopefully that can be the springboard then to um to go and do the league. Obviously the league's obviously a bit harder. You need to go and do it for thirty eight games or whatever it is. So um they've had a great start to the season. Um I know there are a few point, points behind Bose, but to be honest, I'd be really surprised come the end of the season if Derry didn't finish above Bose. Um just when once they've got everybody back fit and stuff. So um no, I think it's it's definitely there for them. Um and, and hopefully they can do it. Um, having spoke to young Josh Daniels a couple of weeks ago, he's won the league with TNS in Wales, and we're saying maybe meet each other in the Champions League Derry against TNS. Now maybe it's a group stage we need to get the Derry Lard and TNS. <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah, I think that's the big massive thing for winning the league. You've seen it with Charlotte Rovers, you know. All you need to do is win two games. If you get put out of the Champions League, you're down to the Europa and then you're down to the conference. So I think that's it's such a massive thing, you know. It's you seen last year when we get Riga. Um, for a right good side, and you get beat off them over the two legs, and that's you out. You've then obviously won in the league. It's you've got what a kind of parachute of falling down one. Um, so it's so important. Um, now for you, if you've got European aspirations to win the league, um, because it, it does, it gives you such a such more of a chance of, of um, getting group stages, which obviously would benefit everybody, benefit the club financially, and obviously the players are getting great European nights, which everybody you know it's special. So. Um, that's not to say it's, you've got a given right just because you've won the league to, to get to the group stages but all I'm saying is you've got a far better chance So you mentioned like you, you could potentially see yourself back living in Derry in the future Like, is, is there potential for you maybe to come back playing for Derry City um, well, have, have your, your focus is learned like, but um, you know in the future you never know what happens No I would never say never I mean, as I said I love my time there but um, I'm also loving my time here just now you know it's been it's been absolutely brilliant you know I wasn't sure what to expect at the start although you know it seemed everything seemed good for the outside when I signed you just you never know until that kind of first week's out of the way and as I said I've been um, lucky and blessed that I've come into such a, a good team that was was already doing well and I've just seemed to, 
to add a wee bit to it. Um, with a small part and obviously getting over the line. So no, I, listen, I'm absolutely loving it here. And, um, you know, I've not got any other thoughts just now. But um, no, never say never. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Did you get the laughter trophy on, on Friday night, or is, is that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Last last home game of the season, so we're about to laugh it on Friday. I think it's on the telly as well. So. Um, no, it's, it's a great night, you know, as I said, my family will be there, so it's my first league title, so you've got to, to go and enjoy it, and it's, I'm already looking forward to it. Super, well, you enjoy it, like it's, it's well-deserved, and, and a crazy, crazy few months you've had, like, you know, <laughs> on and <laughs> off the pitch, so uh, I know. lap it up. I know, I know, definitely, so, as I said earlier on, it's the hardest thing to do in football is winning, uh, winning things, um, so you've got to enjoy it when, when these times come around, because you just never know if, if they will, hopefully. Hopefully they do, but you you know you never know if it will be your last. So you've got to enjoy it while it's there. I have a feeling not the last, mate. I think the, the, the alarm project in particular is is looking for bigger and better things. And I'm going to say better and bigger. It's not much bigger you can go the league, but he'll be looking to retain it too. And I would say the players will be already chatting about that already. Oh, of course. But you know when you've won the league, you've you've seen it with Charlotte Rovers. You've got a target in your back. Everybody wants to beat you. Other teams, I'm sure, will strengthen um, next year, which will make it harder. So, look, we've got that first one um, out of the way. You know, there was a lot of pressure on us the last few months. Everybody saying that they didn't think that we would do it because we hadn't been there and done it. Well, obviously, we've proved everyone wrong with that. And, um, you know, as I said, that even that FAI Cup, it changed my mentality in football. So, as I know, it's a few of the, the lads' first trophy um, at Lawn. So, I'm sure it will do the same for them. And it just makes you hungry for more success. And, um, you know, we'll be looking to, as I said, we'll attack Europe and then we'll have the, the league and the cups to, to concern ourselves with and we'll be we'll try and have a positive outcome in all fronts. Right, well, Joe, that's fantastic here. I know you're you're having a, a well-earned rest today and you've been tortured by us too. So we well, oh, appreciate right. you coming on uh, oh, and right. say enjoy the, the the celebrations and, and, and hope there, there's more time to come and we see down at the Brandy one in the next couple of weeks, I would say. I know. Thanks a lot for having us. I really appreciate it. It's been good. So thank you. Brilliant, Joe. Thank you. No, no problem. Cheers. Thanks, Simon. Cheers, Kev. Bye-bye. Well, that was Joe Thompson. It was good that they also give you a bit of stick, which is always <laughs> good crack. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that, that didn't you? I did. I, there's no denying this. This was this was outstanding. And in fairness, if Joe had been on a couple of weeks ago when we were doing Alan Reynolds via Zoom, Joe would have seen the best ever uh, episode because only I could see it. There was children coming on. There was custard creams handed out. They came children down. That's, that's the trick. That's the trick. That's Keep them trick. quiet. Fire of a basket. But, uh, <laughs> a basket. I'm telling you, it's parenting 101. <laughs> no, uh, Joe, look, he was brilliant there. And as you say, like, he, he, he still he still got a, a big heart for, for Derry, uh, the city itself, and and keeps an eye on the results. But I think, you know, we did try. We did try to sort of sound him out in years they come or whatever. But no, look, he definitely loves the city and, and, and the wife and the Wayans too enjoyed it. Because uh, he was, I remember when he when he just left, and he was really reluctant to they go at this stage. Like you know, he was uh, Rory Higgins was and all like was very honest with him at the time and told him, look, I, I can't guarantee the, the the game time, you know, and and that sort of paved the way for a move away that he that he didn't initially want because he was settled. His family was very happy, two young kids, uh, and you know, so so it was a difficult move for him. It's turned out to be a fantastic move. You know, they, they get that on your CV. Uh, you know, as, as as we said there, like he's won the FA Cup. 
five or six months later, he's got a, a league winner's medal. And as you said, rightly so, he's played a big part in that. Like he doesn't just uh, go up there and, and uh, you know, sit on the bench. And, we're, we're, and it was remarkable. He was surprised himself, wasn't he, that he, that he played yeah. so much football because he had the, I think it was a calf injury and uh, obviously had played a full season too, didn't get much of a break. No, that's it. Like, and, and to be fair to Tiernan Lynch, like he, he did change his sort of style of play this year, same players that would change the game and, Particularly in midfield, Leroy Muller's been a big player for them, and Joe, the both of them like to get forward, getting under the box, getting goals. And as I say, credit to Tiernan Lynch, he changed things around. It was nice, pretty football, but he realised if I want to go and challenge Linfield or topple him, which he's now done, I have to change my ways. And and uh, big players all stood up for him, bonus up front. And as I say, Joe, he knows himself uh, that uh, he's trying to just get that test now with the FAI Cup last year. He mentions that. He wanted more success, and while he thinks Derry will have success, he just felt, look, I, I want to keep going, and, and he had a few offers, but Larm was the one that stood out, and to be fair, he can't, can't really complain me the choice he, he did. No, I mean, we talked about the similarities between you, being a provincial club, and uh, I, th- I think it was what we mentioned there, it was the first first time uh, a team outside of Belfast have won it since, since Portadown, I think it was, 2002, but... Um, you know that that that's crazy, and that's something that Derry are, are trying to wrestle away from the bigger clubs. I know Dundalk, uh, but it was just Dundalk's an extension of Dublin, and that really. Ah, it but, uh, <laughs> they're all they're all dubs. But uh, <laughs> but but you know it's it'd be such a remarkable achievement. You see what it means to the people who aren't. Um, you know, just you know, been there and, and the buzz around the place, and you know, Kenny Bruce has done a wonderful job as is, has Philip O'Doherty here, and and sort of just embedding the club and the community, getting the getting the people uh, behind the club again, which is fantastic to see it there. And hopefully, hopefully, it's kind of we we can replicate those scenes in in the in the next few months. You know, if if it, if we can get our league campaign back on track. Well, that's it. That's you know we sort of seen the fans in the last two years, particularly the FAA Cup final, twenty thousand plus down at that. Mm. You know, people can see that the the appetite's there and the hunger's there for it all to go well. And it's just a case of you're right. What Kenny Bruce uh, has done and pumped on money and pumped on the it's not just the the money. It's the whole facility and their partner, their training facility. Joe mentions two's top quality. So it's all these things where he's really went for it and, and, and the whole community is bought on it, similar to Derry. And you're right, if Derry could sort of get over this hump and get back on track and, 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 and get this title charge going, and more importantly, if they could be holding the league trophy at the end of the season, like if Lauren, you think Lauren, 130-odd years, the first time won it, uh. it seems, well, I can simply say this place will be absolutely bouncing on Derry. You you were chatting the the a guy who's going to get a winner's medal. We learn crazy enough, and and hopefully Rory Higgins and I thank us for bringing this up. I'm sure, but you did you did mention it to him, and, and Higgins was on the facility when you asked the question. But uh, it could be a uh, it could be celebrating a double league title one. One one of the very few, if not, I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head who who done it. Ben Doherty. Has got a, a fantastic chance. That that's a massive incentive to be thinking. Right, let's let's get this over the line too. Oh, hundred percent. And you're right. It was funny because down at the dock, we done the wee interview, and literally, and I didn't actually see Rory behind me, but he walked past me as I literally says to Ben, "Well, Ben, have you been on the learn and asked about your uh, winners medal and your bonus?" And just as he says that, 
Higgins just appeared and then looked, smiled and looked over him with have you? And to be fair, Ben, Ben doesn't even answer me. He shouted back the Rory and go, no, I haven't, I haven't. Uh, so uh, I don't know if we actually pick up Rory's shout, but that's what happened. I do mention that Rory just walked past. So we'll have a wee listen to what Ben had to say after Sunday's game against Dundalk. I thought we were probably the better team in the first half. We went down then with the lead. We scored at a good time. Um, came out in the second half and they probably upped it a bit, as you would expect from a Stephen O'Donnell team. Um, I'm sure he gave them... <laughs> Some sort of rattling at half time, and they they came out to be to be fair to them, and this isn't this is no easy place to come, and the crowd got behind them, and I think they sucked the ball under the net for the first goal, and then the second goal was a moment of madness. Um, not like us. I don't I, normally defensively in the, in those decision making and in, in those situations we're normally very good, but as I say, just a moment of madness, and gifted them a second goal. But big character um, subs impacted the game, and and by Kane scored they. They rescue the game for us and, and we leave here with a point. So not the end of the world, but definitely two points dropped. We'll regroup and tomorrow, but a recovery, regroup. Probably watch Cork then over the next two or three days and we'll be ready for Friday night because we have to be. Well, as you say, like it, it's a case of just trying to get a player on and Pats has proven that. You know, Tom Clancy, a lot of rumours about he was under pressure. He's won four in a bounce and he's sat in top of the league. That's what can happen if you can get a wee run goal. Exactly. And as you say, as I said, this this league just twists and turns every week. There's there's no easy games. You seen UCD beat Cork the other day down at the bowl and it was I think that was their first one of the season and it can come at any time and it can bite you in the arse as well. It's 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 a tough league and I think it's under underappreciated in that way. It's everyone looks and be like, Oh, they're up the top, they're down the bottom, they should beat them but Everyone in this league now is fit. They're well drilled. They've all got top managers, and the games are like a game of chess. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of tactics involved and in trying to suss each other out and just wee things change in the game just to try and get that upper hand. And look, we've probably got one of the best in the country at it, and, and hopefully now we can prove that on Friday night with the team. When our we've, when we're fully fit, there's a lot of competition in the team. But I think you have to look at the last eight, seven or eight games. There's been mixed shifts back forwards at times. There's been players playing out of position. But everyone's dug in. Everyone we're pulling in the same direction, and it's just a matter now of, of three points next Friday night. And a kiss, just finally for me. Uh, you travelled the the line to get your your title winning medal and your and your bonus. <laughs> Did you? No, I did not. Uh, as, Definitely uh, not. As, as the manager walked past and laughed when I asked that question. <laughs> no, I, look, um, delighted for everyone there at the club. Um, I've sent messages to the people that were involved, people that had a big impact on my career. Um, it was my first t- first taste of full time football, where I was really full time and, and playing week in week out. And look, they've great players, great players, great staff at the club, great coaches, everyone around the club. And it's it, it is it's a great club, and I was delighted for them the other night, and just sent them all a message, just well done, best wishes, and enjoy the celebrations over the next two months. That's exactly, <laughs> yeah. and you'll be sort of maybe hoping come the end of the season tier, FAA Cup or League, you know, you'll be looking for the same type of celebrations. Exactly, That's, I think you'd be mad not, mad not to you as a player, It's you've set your sights on, on one and everything, uh, everything and anything, so luck, it's, it's the attitude of everyone in there and we just want to go and start climbing up this table first and then we'll see where that takes us. Well, there was young Ben Doherty and... Uh, Disappointed with the, the the outcome of the result, uh, and he just thought that you know after getting the lead, it was just like everybody's saying it. It was a sixty second bit of absolute madness. Crazy. And I don't think any. I don't think most reporters, to be brutally honest, with you, 
and most people on the ground actually seen Dundalk's second goal apart from he was straight through and goal because like I'm not going to lie I was typing and then the Dundalk fans in front of me were shouting oh he's on and I looked uh, up and he put it in the net and I went how did that happen? Derry were centered. What what happened? Exactly, him? it's something similar. You're right. Like, but like sometimes you look, even when you're looking at the pitch, you don't see anything because of the fucking stand. Or there's a pigeon in your flying up towards you. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> you know, what I mean, but what I say that, but I was sitting there and and it was just mental because it was. You know, I think it was like eight seconds after the kickoff, or fifty seconds in in total. Uh, where it just turned the game up on its head, like and. It, you know, they they were in so control of the game. Then Dundalk made a couple of changes. They brought on Pat Hoobin, and then you had the guys like uh, obviously going to let you uh, pronounce the the, the Finnish guy. Mudfield scored the second uh, goal. Johannes, that's that damn Paul uh, Johannes, there. not bad, that guy. Uh, so, Johannes. So, but they them guys made, made it a difference. And the amount of crying that Robbie Benson and Pat Hoobin and Stevie O'Donnell, no harm, but that was ridiculous. I think. Uh, I would have given them a goal just for their crying alone. Well, this is something, and to be fair, you're right about the impact of substitutions. They didn't make a massive difference, mm. but Wardy's delivery was crucial. Oh, he had yeah. whooped on one just before Robbie Benson's equaliser, which actually Ryan Greeden hated, and Brian sure. Maher had to get down, make a big save. Two minutes later, similar position. Replica. Okay. Ah, it was a great ball on, yeah. and it was a case of if anybody touches it, we're in baller, and lo and behold, Benson got the touch and then it went and but the, uh, it was like it was like reminded me of like Arsenal against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago with Xhaka annoying uh Trent Alexander Arnold and the whole Anfield erupted. The same thing. Yeah. They were complain uh, complaining for a penalty, search for that yeah. wasn't given, but the whole place erupted and it just got them going. It does get now, them going. Derry were still in complete control. Brian Bahard on the bus. Brian Bahar's first shot in inverted commas or, or effort any save was from Ryan mm. Greeden, a header like that's the only thing with Derry. Derry dominated control. There were a few times it was like four against three or three against two in the final bullet and mm. down or shots weren't tapped. I think Adam O'Reilly had a great chance. They have a strike and he didn't. He played it off. And it was just them wee frustrating things when they were one nil up to get that second. I think they would have killed them dog off if they had it. Uh-huh. Because uh, it's been, it's as I don't know what, what do you think about it. That was as per a Dundalk side that I've seen in a long time, and 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 they they just just looked like head and shoulders above them. Like they they all had the, the the crossbar, you know, early on. Um, they they just looked they looked on it. They looked on it from the start, and then suppose when something like that happens, fifty seconds of just just madness. Like well, if you talk through the goals. Obviously, there was a warning signs as you mentioned with with, with Wardy's delivery in. Uh, I think that's been a, a real problem in recent games too. You know, when you're missing Mark Conley, who's been a huge figure that we're missing at the back that orchestrates everything. Uh, obviously, Cameron McDonough comes back, solidified that a bit as well too. But there's from set plays, we're very very uh, susceptible. They, uh, they 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 concede chances. Uh, there's there's a few occasions in the, in the last few games from set plays that we were very lucky not to concede from, and that was we, just before, as you mentioned, that that ball came on, and then it was a replica Benson who scores all the time against us has uh, has has just cushioned it under the, the corner. The second goal then is just it was unforgivable. That's like you know you sh- you should not be conceding from your own kickoff. I like I I I went home that night and and had to see it again because I didn't see and then when you mm. see it, you're just going Almighty God, what has mm. happened there? Now, just looking at it, 
Diallo, because Andy has feet from Cameron McJanet. He's not expecting it. Break through, they get the goal. The big thing is, Ben Doherty's playing left back, has pushed away left, and Cameron McJanet has... So there was a big, massive gap. So mm. will or not that pass under Diallo is normally the way they play? I, I don't know. Either way, I was sort of going, Ben Doherty's left a wild big gap for them. Mm. I'm not blaming Ben. I'm, not blaming, I'm just saying, I, I don't think... The way we started this that that from the from the kickoff was exactly the way Derry would normally start. I think Ben Doherty would have been the man that would have normally got the ball or yeah. would have been knocked long. That's why when it gets on the DL, he doesn't even anticipate it, he doesn't even think it's coming. No, there was a Stuart's inquiry after the you seen Cameron McJanet involved, Brian Maher and, and Diallo just, you know, trying to defend his actions and stuff like that. But it was it was just crazy. And I got the, the stage at that at that point with thinking how and under God has this happened here. Um, uphill battle after that, but but you've got to give Derry full credit for the way they responded. Big time, and it was a it was an unbelievable goal. I don't think you really mm. really appreciate it until you see it again. Patching oh. the cross, like it's it's just it's it's a look free kick on the box. There's no piss in the ball, unlike Wardy's. So Keen Kevin is unbelievable. He has to put all the, the back foot. Uh, right, the on the back foot. And he's header. holding off. He's holding off Pat Hooven too. If you look at it again, he's mm. Hooven's grabbing with one arm and he gets up and it's a great header and just out of the reach of Nathan Shepard and was not a fantastic header. Aye. Well that's how they got Rory Higgins afterwards, like he was full of praise for him. Um but that was like you seen Nathan Shepard the the fingertips just shaved the fingertips, but that, that's how much it was in the top corner. Like it was fantastic. And it was great to see Keen Kevin get get his goal as well, too, because he uh Rory Higgins said afterwards he made comment about how he had ran 70 yards to track the fullback, and then he, he came up, he actually won the, the, the free kick as well, too, for for uh, the, the the resulting goal then passing put it on but he, he was excellent like I was chatting him afterwards and he's very very quiet sort of fella uh, he's you know he could be, he must be getting frustrated with just the, the amount of game time he's been playing obviously uh, Jamie McGonagall has been favoured I, th- I think and I'm sort of trying to put that they were afterwards in the case of like we've seen Collie Whelan being on the bench, a very very strong bench. I think you agree. Like it was, yeah. uh, you know, like, which gives you plenty of uh, confidence going under the court game next. But uh, I think Collie William, whether he was ready or not, obviously you're going to be very uh, very cautious bringing him back from an ACL injury. But I think maybe that was just like a wee mental sort of thing, a wee psychological boy by, by Higgins. They say that these guys, when we've been lacking in the goals department here recently, these are the strikers. Let's let's see what these can do. And and it had a, certainly had an effect with Keane Kiana. Definitely. And it also just give a boost with fans because, like, you know, we've mm. seen a few fans before the game. They come down, they see they're on their phone, they're going, oh, Wheeling's in the bench, Wheeling's in the bench. No, it gives you that whole wee boost. And That's you're right. right. And, and to be fair, Sunday, the sun shining, the pitch dry as a bone. There was no chance he was coming on unless, no. was like, you know, I don't know, Derry needed like four goals in the last five months. Ago, but no, look, it's just, you know, we've we've alluded to the, the pitch uh, at mm. the Brandable. Stevie and all had an absolute massive pop at their pitch. Uh, yeah. And look, we can, we can keep going over this thing time and time again. I don't think now's the time because we're... Which is so many times, like, uh, you know. But it was, un- it, was un- it was interesting. Sorry, it was interesting. Joe Thompson saying like he did his ACL on the grass, and then did his whole rehab and 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 the the four G as well too. So he doesn't really 
see that correlation. Like, but but when you look at the pitch at Dundalk, it, it's it's must be like that's older than the Brandywell pitch, so yeah. that has to be reaching the end of its lifespan. I'm not too hundred percent sure, but it has to be in terms of those, uh, it was a 10-year lifespan or whatever it is. Brandywell's got a year left, I think, or it's approaching that one very, very shortly. So, But the, the, the pitch is so bad, and it's... Well, that's it. Like, there was one time in the, in the late on when they were pressing, it, it was sort of, it, it took a deflection and went over Michael Duffy's head, and it spun that, God rest, Shane Warren would have been proud of the son of it. That pitch <laughs> went every ship. And Mickey went one way, and then had he gone all he collected. It was just... What is going on with this patch? You can even just see passes, side, you know, side footed passes. Mm. We're just bobbing. And I think I think it might have been Exton Dog Manager Vinny Perf this week was was saying he watched it and he says, I don't know if the sprinklers were out. Well I can tell Vinny they were out, but it made no difference. Anybody that tells you about the ground staff at the at any of them grounds, they always tell you you can put as much water on it as you like, but if it's dry and sunny, it just absorbs yeah. it and then it's just bone uh-huh. dragging. And we were on the pitch afterwards, and it was even at that after after the match was over, it was very very warm on on the pitch. So you can just uh, you know, imagine what it was like for for playing a bit of football on it. But as we mentioned, it was it was a great great character that Derry showed to get back on it. It was um, obviously we needed this they stop that run of uh, two straight defeats. I think Rory Higgins had a wee bit of a, a pop at the question afterwards when he was asked, you know, you know, you glad they sort of get uh, <laughs> get that wee money crisis over away with what crisis? It was uh, two two a bad four days, is what he said. Like which was which what it was like, and a point at Oriel Park is is not not to be snuffed at at times. Like you know, I know they're going through a bad patch themselves, but. The, the character they shown, I came away from Oriel Park. You probably felt differently because you were just annoyed with that they didn't get out of sight and get the three points. But um, I, I came away, so, as you know, I'm a sort of glass half full kind of guy. Uh, half full, that's what <laughs> I'm like calling it. Half sitting <laughs> in the fence type of guy. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I, I came away like really positive, thinking, you know, when you see Mickey Duffy, that guy's going to. Going to make a big impact for Derry going forward in the next few weeks. Hopefully, stays clear of injury. Um, and and we we call it Whelan being there and thereabouts as well too. You know, it's 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 uh, there's a lot. And we see we seen Mark Conley and and Fat stand behind uh, the dugout as well. Watch the match when the two guys come back. That's a that's a formidable side, you know. Oh, that is like, and you've only mentioned the Rennie's best player in the world, Cameron Donegan, too, to come on. So it just it just tells you. No, it does. I, I I left just frustrated for the fact of you're right, that's that's definitely up there. We won the Purston Purston dock teams I've seen in the recent years. Mm. Uh and that's but unfortunately that's two games against them this year. One of the brand new one down there, and you're only picking up two points because mm. you should be battering them. And it's no disrespect in the dock. They're going through a tough time themselves. Stevie at all celebrated with his entire bench when they went 2-1 up as if they'd won the Champions League because they needed to stop her at. They were in the worst form yeah. than what they were going to do. They'd lost four in the bounce out in the, the Leicester Senior Cup too. But mm-hmm. they needed to get their result. From Derry's point, that was my only thing is they completely dominated. They didn't, the dog didn't have any threat, but Derry just didn't kill them off. That's my only gripe as such. But you're right. When you're 2-1 down with 10 minutes to go at, at, at their 70, whatever it was, 12 minutes to go, when you're down at Dundalk, you're taking hand at all in for a point. But then, of course, you were greedy when you get it 
Oh, I can't imagine mm-hmm. what it would have been like. Mickey Duffy nearly did it all, to be fair. He did. Like, it was uh, a cut on side. It's just... Um... Just typical of them, like and and, and fired it just wide wider the, the the far post, like so. We we chatted to Mickey afterwards. Obviously, he was a man in demand. A, a, a lot of the Dublin journalists were, were looking to get talking to him too, but we, we managed to get a wee chat to him, and uh, he's just delighted to be back. And and he's also like myself, positive for the next few weeks. Let's hear what Mickey had to say. Like it's great to see you back. I'm sure you're just delighted to be back out there playing football again. Yeah, I've been, uh, it's been a frustrating start of the year for myself, um, but it's uh, brilliant to be back in the pit tonight and you know, hopefully I'm past that now and I can get a run of games under my belt. Did you have an eye in this fixture here you know, in terms of your, your recovery? Um, not really, because I had a wee setback there about mm. maybe three weeks ago whenever I had my eye on a certain game and the calf's a weird one. Like you, can't really, you just have to, the body more or less tells you when you're, when you're ready and so I was, it was a bit disappointing, you know, and I had a game in my head, so this time I was just just waiting until Mickey gave me a go-ahead, and, you know, I was getting through training, just passing the stages, and uh, thankfully I'm, you know, I'm at the stage. And, uh, it's, yeah, it's been frustrating for us in general, with a lot of injuries, you know, and um, it's good now to see a lot of the boys coming back, and our veins getting stronger, and our squad getting stronger, and, you know, it's going to help us, it's going to drive us on now in the next few weeks. So we just move on to court now, and uh, positive mind frame. So I uh, came. It was just great they see him back on the pitch. Um, you know, like Rory Higgins was saying afterwards too. Even when he's been back in training, the lads have got such a lift from just being there. You know, knowing that how he can affect his game. Remember when when Fats was 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 chatting about uh, Mickey coming as well too, talking about like obviously he played. He knows him more than most, but he's um, linked up with him for for years at Dundalk, but. He was talking about his numbers, the numbers that he gets that affects games. Uh, all right, Fats is the best player in the league, but Mickey Duffy is the best go. numbers. Fats, Fats, what? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but uh, honestly, like, it's just great to see him back, and he's going to have a big big play now. On If they need to get on a run, because Sham Rovers are coming, there's no doubt about that. They, they were held, held their draw. Obviously, a, sh- a sharp draw at Tala, the, the, the shells. And lucky to get that by all accounts, but um, you know if they're coming, we they now need to take on from this point and and get a few ones on the on the board. Definitely, and even looking at this weekend's fixtures, like Rovers are away at some Pats who are flying, unbeaten in four, won their last three, had an unbelievable result at at Daily Mount three two, a great game. But I haven't watched the highlights. That was an unbelievable match. Bulls to be put or some Pats to be honest with you. Should have been 4-1 up at halftime. Mark Doyle misses a center at the back post. Header heads it on the ground. But credit to Deggy and, and Bowes. Deggy to Ryan and Bowes. They come out and done really well in the, in the second half. And, and we're unlucky. So you just look at them sort of fixtures. You, Shelburne are playing Dundalk. Drogheda are playing Bowes. Obviously, uh, then on Saturday night, you've got Slego playing UCD. Derry's point of view, it's all about going to Cork and getting the victory, you know, you need to start, as you say, if some Pats and Rovers maybe draw, you need to capitalise. Last week, Derry had the chance to capitalise after the midweek, or sorry, after the Friday night result. They didn't really. Uh, the only person they gained on was Bowes, because they lost, uh, and they just similar week. So, look, they need to get back to one of ways, and nice way to do it down at Cork City. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll chat a wee bit about the, the, the Cork match and, and a bit, I think. 
we need, we need this sort of all about a time the the uh, as we said the, the massive news that came out it, it sort of escalated very quickly. Um, well, I was down at uh, Oriel Park on Sunday. I noticed Paddy McLaughlin coming coming out from under you know wherever he, he was in the, the wee bar area underneath uh, the press facilities there. Like so, I was done. I was chatting him briefly. Um, Gave nothing away at that stage, but it was uh, it, it was it, it escalated quickly as we said, and and it's fantastic to see Paddy McLaughlin being uh, back at the brand as well, isn't it, kid? It is. Uh, I've dealt with him for a number of years with Institute Manager, and then made the move up to Clifton. Well, what he did at Institute was second to none. He came in as uh, after uh, Deirdre had left. He he was Deirdre's number two. He stepped up the number one job. First season in management. From a home, got flooded. They had won the first couple of games. They played the entire season then away from home. And they won the league. That sort of says it all. Now, you know, you can talk about the championship and this and that. But I don't care if your manager wants any league title. That's credit to you. He then goes up to Clippenwell. They were going nowhere fast as a, as a club. They would admit that themselves. Took over from Barry Gray. And he just he just implemented things. They, they Clippenwell, but an extra night's week training. He's uh, really, really... Fantastic man manager, really good at that type of thing. Uh, any players you speak, they say these things. No, how much he's dedicated, he knows he's knows the game inside out. And uh, I think it's been a very shrewd appointment by Uri Higgins to get him in. Uh, we know he tried to get him a couple of years ago. Paddy stayed out of the Clippenwell, was unlucky last year, won the league one game away from from winning it. Uh, Lumfield popped him at the post, they, they won it. But they won the league cup last year. Uh, Clippenwell, fantastic game against Korean. So look, he's a born one or two, as I say. Yes, the championship, uh, we institute, we know it's a lot higher stakes, we know all that, but as I say, you still have to go and do it. Here in the Lynch's Lauren was actually in that same division that year. Uh so that tells you it all. But no, look, great appointment. Lose the club, lose the city, big friends with Uri. Look, it's all thumbs up from uh, I would say our point of view and all the fans' point of view. Yeah, I think the players too. You know, they all, they all know him. If he's as you say, like he's a great man manager, but he's he's got a good bond with the players. He's got he's got that relationship with the players. But um, you know, he's he's also uh, you don't be a, a good manager, a top manager, without being able to make shrewd decisions and 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 say how you see things. And but how do you think that dynamics going to work between Rory and and Paddy? It's like. Or is it as simple as like uh, you know, good cop, bad cop sort of thing, or is it is it you know because they're two like sort of deep thinking sort of uh, managers as well too. They 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 love to play football right way. Everybody sort of a uh, lot of how we praise in the way that Clubbyville have played their football in recent years as well too. So it just fits on, I think, seamlessly under that sort of coaching setup. Why does like as I say that I always remember the institute. I think it was in shoot six, Clippenball four. Stuart played some mm. of the goals Stuart scored that day was like, you know, goal of the season contenders, let alone goal of the month contenders. It was fast, lovely possession based football. Similarly, what Rory Higgins like to do, keep the ball, play it through the thirds and and, and, and get up forward. That that was that was probably the job. That was probably sorry, he, he, he sort of made Clippenball people going here, hold on, we need your piss manager. Look what look what this these boys have done here. So mm. I think that was sort of his Sort of showing them, look, this is what I can do, and that's why you get the move in the clipping ball. And as you say, he played good football, barely really liked it. He was a fan's favourite. Uh look, you you obviously you're gonna get grumbling by some fans, or always the same mm. you know, all football fans are seeing. 
but no, look, I agree. We, uh, I don't know about the good cop, bad cop. I think it's because the two of them like to play the same way. There'll not be much sort of. I don't agree with that or whatever else. Aye. I do remember years ago at uh, when he was number two, the Kevin Beery at an institute. Stuart had got off to a wee dodgy start with years ago. He needed to get a one and they were one the up away at Bangor and Mark Skull talk at the ball and Deers kept saying, Keep the ball. This is like the ninety first minute and it was trying to play it out in the back and Paddy just shouted, Get it on the hole, get it away. We need to just won this match. Deers go, really keep the ball. And that was the only time where I seen them going, There's a time to keep the ball, but when we Aye. need to get a victory after four defeats, there's a time to just hoof it in the corner and get up and Stuart won the game that day, but I always remember that stood out to me that well, you want to play football, and that's great. There's a time and a place to do it too. Definitely, all right, hundred percent. Well, and, and, and th- there's a lot of people that you look at on social media, and uh, you know when this move was, was sort of being muted, and uh, as I said, it really took legs. Now he's been, as you say, he was asked to uh, they, they they come as and take this position before, but at that time maybe he seen Cuttingville going on a different direction. They were going on an upward uh, curve, like, uh, trajectory, and it wasn't at the right time. Uh, it's probably, would it be right in saying, maybe taking Cloughanville in terms of being a part-time club in a, in a, in a league where all these, they're all full-time clubs with a lot of money now being pumped and they, the likes of Lauren, who could dominate for a, a while to come, Lunfield, who will always be there, and, and the likes of um, Glentorn as well, too, have that backing. Like, but a lot of people are saying, like, it's, it's a step back in terms of a career move, being from a manager to an assistant manager. I don't get that feeling because if you come back and you're like it's your hometown club, the standard, in my opinion, is is a lot better in the League of Ireland. Uh, it's it's also an upward trajectory in terms of the league itself and the standards. The players are better in general. Uh, you know, you're going to be working with better players. You're working on a full time setup. You, if he, if uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it works out, and he, he, he could potentially have uh, a League of Ireland winners medal. Uh, you know, in his back pocket by the end of the season as a, as a, as a an assistant coach or part of that coaching staff, which would, would which leaves a legacy at the club and the city. I, I don't think at all that it's a it's a step back as a career move. No, well, it's the full time aspect. That's that's right. the biggie, like you know. And as you say, regarding the rest of the clubs now, you're you're going to have all them teams. Glen Torridge going to get right at some stage. They've the the best front four possibly in Ireland. Uh but it's just a case of if that gets sorted. Well, then you've learned as you alluded to. You've Longfield always going to be up there. Mm. So Paddy's sort of going. Oh, can I take it now? To be fair, Cavanaugh squad's decent. It's a good squad. Right. So whoever comes in there, they're not being left with, you know, a oh, rubbish squad. Normally a manager, when they leave, they, they left a, a trail behind them. But that's not the case. Some more disappointed he has left. Derry City's point of view, they're, they're buzzing that they've got him. And as I say, I, I think it, it'll work seamlessly, as you said. And first game now down at Cork is nice wee test, nice wee trip from a wee away trip away to Cork. Right, well, now we'll, we'll get their predictions. And, you know... uh. I was confident last week at Dundalk and uh, give a 2-0 scoreline and that went pear-shaped, shall we say. Uh, but I'm no, I'm I'm confident this week. Grass patch two, big, big difference. Uh, would you say you've got Colin O'Neill, uh, Colin Whelan, sorry, looking to come on, maybe starting, Keen Cameron getting a goal, Mickey Duffy knocking the door to start. So look, I'm going for it this week properly. 
I'm going for Derry 2-0 this week down at, down at Turner's Cross. Difficult venue, but I fancy Derry strongly. Right. I'm the same. I've got that positively as well. I think it's going to be an away one. But the fact that Michael Duffy's back going to add a wee bit more firepower as well too. So I do think there'll be, there'll be, there'll be goals on it. You took my 2-0 scoreline. I'm going to go 2-0, Derry. Unbelievable, Jeff. You could have even went up for him or maybe conceded a goal. No, no, you had to just go 2 0. Just because you get your draw up last week, which accidentally you were a bother. You didn't go with a scoreline last week. Like, I did, I said 2 No, you didn't say 2 You just a draw. Well, anyway, let's, let's hope we're right and dare I get back in that one on trail anyway. Correct. Well, folks, that's us. Uh, join us next week when you never know what will happen because, like, uh, after this week's episode here and whatever's happening with Dairy City. It'll be interesting anyway, but as I say, hope you enjoy this week's episode. It's a wee bit extended, but you can see why, you know, where everything's happening. And we'll chat you next week. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us, simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at DairyJournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.